Oh, okay, so good. I almost forgot. It's, I haven't forgotten yet, wow. so that was close. That, that would have been fucking hilarious. So, yes. you did. so far, I've avoided forgetting to record, and I, I came pretty close there. Drink beer, it's good for you. I'm empty handing and I'm filmed. show hello everyone welcome to another exciting episode of domestic pints only a podcast about beer and friendship my name is john i am joined today by my co-host tom hey how's it going today and that's it today uh no alex he's away he's got some errands and stuff coming up as we mentioned last episode uh we're going to be having some guests and stuff uh filling in for the next little couple of weeks this is this episode's our first uh fearsome twosome it's just me and tom yeah, today it's just the blue brothers today just the, just the blue buck brothers uh, <laughs> uh say, this is how like Jer- the spice girls must have felt when jerry hollywell left yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's been it's been a it's been a fun day so far it's uh it's a cold one here i've uh i've just been plugging away catching up on some uh on some school work and stuff and you just woke up so uh well pretty much just yeah. literally woke up but uh you know you had a little bit of time before but otherwise excited to talk about uh, this brewery, this episode is all about uh, Phillips Brewing and Malting Company. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about this and I'll, I'll probably get your your thoughts on Phillips because I know, Tom, you have a little bit more familiarity with them. Phillips is located, um, they're brewed in Victoria, BC. However, they were founded by a gentleman, Matt Phillips, in 2001 in the town of, I think it's Esqu- Esquimalt, Esquimalt, no, Esquimalt, Esquimalt, BC, which I believe is just like West of Victoria. It looks like it literally is like, I, a, yeah, it looks well, like a 20 minute drive west. or something like that. Like it looks right beside Victoria is like the Southern Eastern point of the yeah. Island. You kind of forget how big the Island actually is because yeah, no it's an Island. It's small, but it's like fairly large. Cause I remember the first time I went, I asked one of my friends just to come pick me up in Victoria. And he's like, Dude, that's like six hours away and i was like no <laughs> it's like no like i'm serious like he's like look on a fucking map the island is a lot bigger yeah. than people like, like intended have been but yeah it started there but and, and it's now in victoria which is kind of funny because there's a lot of breweries that have that are in the victoria area like yeah. we were talking about like lucky in the past episode like they started there like labat even has a brewery there victoria has a long beer history they're one of if we're talking top craft cities in canada they're probably easily like a top five like victoria has like a very deep and, and long-standing craft beer history and uh yeah the the gentleman matt phillips who founded it he actually had worked in the 90s as a brewer uh, both in alberta and bc he actually had worked for a period of time at whistler brewing and then later had moved to BC and worked at Spinnaker's, which is Canada's, uh, I almost said Ottawa's, Canada's uh, <laughs> oldest brew pub. Um, they started and uh, they actually, what's cool is I saw you, you put on our notes too, Tom, if you go on their website on Phillips Brewing, they actually have their history in the form of like a poem. So yeah, they have this I, giant poem that goes, uh, I don't think we'll read out the old poem line for line, but uh, like bullet points. <laughs> we'll put in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put in the show notes. So you can check out the uh, it's pretty funny. It's like there once was a brewer named Matt who wanted to open a brewery focused on craft. He dreamed of a day he'd make beers his own way. And the plan for a brewery was hatched. It goes on and on and on. Um, it's pretty fun. It's like a Dr. Seuss kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool how they kind of present the history of the beer directly in the song. So this brewery, of course, had opened. Um, in 2001, they had later moved locations to 2004. I was reading that they actually had like a, they were located above like an aluminum shop or they were located above mm-hmm. and there was like a leak and a bunch of their blue buck ale like yeah. leaked out everywhere. And, they had everywhere. To, and that's why like the notes were saying, that's why uh, breweries normally don't 
operate above other locations because if there's ever a major league like that, it can cause that. Yeah, that's what got them kicked out originally because their landlord was like, are you fucking kidding me? And that's how they moved. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And like, I again, I don't really know much about Phillips. Like I, here in Ontario, I believe um, recently um, they've just started appearing in beer stores. And I was also reading recently that um, Steam Whistle, you know, we talked about them in an earlier episode, um, uh, talking about uh, beers, you know, uh, we talked, I can't remember which episode that was, that would have been a very early one, but we talked about Steam Whistle Pilsner, you know, located in Toronto. And they just announced that they've kind of started a little formation of a joint venture with Phillips Brewing. So I think, oh, really? See, yeah. So I imagine we're going to start seeing more Phillips beers over here in Ontario. And I imagine you're going to oh, see Steam Whistle appearing steam whistle. in more spots uh out west as well too so that's kind of mm. cool because i mean I, I like steam whistle i like their beers and uh um i'm really excited to try these ones because uh I, some of the stuff i've read about them in terms of how they present their beers and their history is pretty neat uh so in 2004 of course they moved they opened up a second larger location and then in 2008 they expanded to a spot right in the heart of victoria's design district and they've been there ever since um some couple of cool notes they're one of their first flagship beers which is still a beer they sell today we're not profiling it on this episode but uh phoenix gold lager they started it off actually in stubby bottles because at the time there was a, a glass shortage in canada so they pivoted towards kind of the classic stubby styles which were less popular uh the phoenix gold lager uh, beer itself the name is actually a nod to an old uh, beer and brewery i believe it was like victoria phoenix brewing or something of that ilk founded in victoria in the late um 19th century so it's kind of a nod to like the history of beer in victoria which is really cool um also the beer that we're spotlighting at near the end the blue buck that's actually that name derives itself from the original blue truck it was a 65 chevy uh truck that they used to that they used to own to deliver and 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 ship around beer and stuff uh the the i think the the truck ended up uh i can't remember if it was broken or anyways they ended up yeah they named it after the the, the truck the blue buck um there was a little bit of like a, a naming dispute and now that's sort of like one of their most popular flagship beers um yeah. i want to kind of consider them they're almost like the mill street of like bc because like they're very very popular in bc and especially was, out west yes, but not much of a presence very, eastern wise until recently yeah, like, and when i went to visit the island like this was readily available at least they had one of their beers on top at bars like if you didn't go to a brewery if you're at just like a regular bar there was you were guaranteed to have one of these beers on top i was gonna say you were at the island recently because you went to tofino did you have time at all to stop in victoria or did you just go no i just went to eucolette and to tofino i pretty much cross over by Port Alberni and okay, whatnot, cool. and then came across. That's how I, I remember the first time I went, though, I landed in Victoria and I kind of saw, I'm like, oh, okay, this is like, it's very scenic. And I highly recommend if you ever go, like, definitely visit. But yeah, like, again, yeah. they, I almost put these on the same level as um, Parallel 49, which is also another British Columbia brewery. They have like the same packaging. They kind of, yeah. like, not similar artwork, but they have kind of like, really eye-grabbing cans like when you see look at these cans they're pretty wild some of them but same with like parallel 49 they have like crazy designs even like the way that they do their six packs it's all in like a cardboard box for recycling purposes and they still have like the two finger holes that you can carry it like yeah like you would traditionally a six pack that's right and i think i think we had parallel 49 a little bit in when i when i was out west but i realized i actually have one of their beers in my cupboard because i had bought they had like a red beer or something that i bought ages ago oh, really? uh, here at the, my local beer store and it's just been it's been sitting there i looked at it, i'm like where's this from and it said parallel 49 i'm like oh cool i got one uh, uh, over here but uh, i also saw a little bit of a little bit of fun trivia before we get into it um, um further out whenever they're at outdoor events like concerts and stuff they actually have this massive like beer caravan they set up i saw some pictures of it it has 
32 taps. It's almost like if you went to like Ribfest where they have the big kind of like fold out yeah. trucks. I, I had never seen it, something like that. I just saw a bunch of pictures of it at like set up for some outdoor festival. I'm like, that looks like it would be a lot of fun to uh, go visit. Sweet. For. Yeah. And in general, like a lot of their beers and style, it's very kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of funky colors, a lot of like neons yeah. and kind of like a mix of like sixties and seventies, like pop art with like, like 80s and 90s almost like uh some of their beer designs it almost reminds me of like lisa frank style designs not literally but just with the colors and stuff and the yeah. different symbols and, and imagery mixed together um and so these are some really cool beer cans and um i, I we're, we're gonna get into it but um anything else that you want to mention about phillips before we get into our our, our first drink today um not really but i'm no. thirsty john <laughs> and i should note for our audience um here in ontario you can actually get all of these beers and singles you can also buy they sell what's called an octo box you can get that out west too it comes with a lot of the same beers plus an extra one i know you can get other boxes and other combos at west hopefully by the time this episode drops and maybe into the new year now that there's going to be a partnership with steam whistle maybe we'll start seeing more of their beers yeah um, but it would be really cool to try the phoenix gold lager and some of their other flagship ones because uh, i was saying episode. john there's like two other mix because they have the traditional octo box which is all like the pale ale ipas and whatnot and one then they have one where it's the blue buck the pilsner and one and then they have like a hot box as well oh, cool. like it's they have a couple it's kind of interesting that they kind of come up with it's kind of nice though for that because you get to try all of them and see what you like because then you can buy just a six pack or whatever a 12 pack of them after because there is one beer that were profile that i was really happy to get more of cool cool but anyhow let's get into you. it let's get into start it. off with john we're starting off with the electric unicorn cue the unicorn sound <laughs> i don't know I'll oh my god do you know what like, do you remember the movie the last unicorn yeah yeah i remember that one i, I it's been ages since i've, I've seen i had it, to but... watch that in great theory, but that thing is graphical yeah some of those <laughs> like cartoons are a little uh that was a wild movie but anyhow this is a 6.5 abv this is a white ipa mm -hmm. it is how the way the brewer describes that it, it has a sweet banana and fruit flavors are balanced because a citrus hop background that finishes dry i think you might like this one john but it got a 3.69 nice, nice. On untapped and it got a 86 which is a 3.82 very good on beer advocates so cool, that's a cool. those are big pretty bold statements yeah, I'm also looking at the scan. They also have a description on the side which says Electric Unicorn is a hop-infused white ale, best enjoyed while riding a mystical monohorned laser beast, racing through the galaxy to the sonic backdrop of screaming metal guitars. Getting a little bit of like metal, you know, heavy metal. Heavy uh, metal, I was gonna say. Heavy metal. Oh my god. Oh, I, man. man, this is a really cool, it's not totally like metal style. It's it's got a lot more color on it, but uh I think this can is really cool. And I mean, this I think we're going to get high scores to all these cans because these are so yeah. awesome. And check our Instagram because we put out uh, the show episode. We put up pictures of all the cans. Yeah, we'll make sure that when you go them. on there, you can see these cans because these are some funky, cool looking cans. Um, this looks like it's supposed to be on the side of like an 80s Econoline van. Yeah. Like you have like a mural. I mean, then you have like the, the shag and wagon pull up. Like that's what I'd want. I'm in the process of pro trying to do something like that. But definitely... Yeah. I would definitely would put this. I like how it has like the laser beam shooting out of its eye on the can. Like it has like the cool font and it has like this really cool thing on the side where it says like, it has like the color of the beer. Like there's like three different levels. And I think yeah. we'll see that on some of these cans. we will have like the maltness level and the hops level. That way you can kind of see what this is going to be like or what it looks like and taste. It has this little like uh, see, all seeing eye emblem just below that, which That's is cool. kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I, yeah. I like I like how like each of the each of these beers like um you know they're using kind of the same template style for all of them, but they all have little creative touches. Like we have the the side that has like the description of the beer with the ingredients, and it has like a little symbol. This one has like a little I'll, I don't know how to describe it. I guess sort of like the Flash's logo with like the red circle with the lightning bolt through it. Kind of looks like a Flash Gordon type deal. Oh, uh, nice. but as as you pointed out on the other side, they have the little emblem with the craft you know craft brewed with phillips malt works i guess a little nod to their brewing production mm-hmm. and i you know a little bit about phillips is that they actually like have won awards for their brewing production where they actually recapture a lot of their steam and and co that's that's emitted and and reuse it so they've actually like, oh yeah ahead of the like curve a, in that yeah they've been doing that for a while they have like if you go on their website they have like a huge they have a list of like what their goal is for that for like environmental oh. sustainability and you can kind of check that out. And there's a bunch of things. There's the different sections that they have for what they want to achieve. But okay. yeah, well, what do you think about this, King? Give it a score, John. This is also a strong beer for the 6.5. So this is going to be tasty. This is going to be tasty. I'm going to go quite high. I'm giving it a nine. I think this is a dope looking can. I, I, I want to give it a high score, but I mean, these all these cans look so good. I'm trying to not be like 10, 10, 10, but uh, I really like it. I think it looks really cool. I love, I love purple is my favorite color. So I love the purple on it, but I like how they, the colors all pair really well. Uh, good design. Uh, like I love the overall template they use. Yeah. It's just, it's just designed very well. The template, it features a lot of useful information. I like seeing the little like spectrums where it's like, Oh, it's a lighter versus darker beer. Oh, it's yeah, a mild so hop nice. versus heavy hop. It's kind of nice to kind of get that. So if you look at a beer, you can kind of judge, Oh, maybe you're not so much into hops. So you'll shy yeah, away not or too maybe much maltiness. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that it kind of gives you a sense of what to expect before you drink the beer. So nine really impressed by it. Yeah, I want to, you convinced me, John. I want to give it a nine as well. We're cool. We're very German today. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's start oh. with this. Do you want to? Do you want to? I'll crack count it for us, you. Count us down for this one. Go you ahead, buddy. Got it, John. In three, two, one, crack them. Good pop. It was an all right pop. Ooh, smells quite good. That smells delicious. I'm pouring it Considering out Considering that the malt level and the, has a higher hoppy level for this one. Again, like we were trying to say, I think the, the white IPA is just a cross between an IPA and like a, and a, and a Belgian wheat wit. beer and yeah. a Belgian wit. And you can really John. see it. You can see like particulate in this. It looks like it's very, very, very almost opaque, very, very translucent. There's like a bit of like, mm-hmm. like I'm seeing like particulate in it. I don't know if that's the same with you. Like if I hold it up, you can kind of see like stuff floating around in my beer. Uh, I want to see. I've had this beer for a very long time. Though, so oh, yes, there is. Yeah, right it's like on. a little, I don't know. It almost looks like maybe that's uh, like the coming. citrus pulp. Yeah, that could be pulp. Good thing Alex isn't here. He'd be like, I don't want to drink this. Uh, it's, just, it's just about to say that. Too. I'm like, Alex would be like, there's something in my beer. I don't like things in my beer. Wow, this is quite good. I like my wheat beers. I like I'm my letting, Belgian wits. I don't mind the Belgian wheat beers. Um, mine's very highly carbonated, this, and has a very nice golden orange color in it, I must say. I got to say, when I think of Belgian wit, I think of drinking the Mill Street Belgian wit at the 1848 at U Ottawa. That came in the big glass bottle, and I used to have that there. I would always be like reading a book or just like catching up with some homework there. And just, I got a lot of good memories of just like that time at like drinking at 1848 and having those. So, whenever I have any Belgian wit, it it brings me back. I got to say, this tastes like a strong Belgian wit. Like I'm getting like a very Mm -hmm. kind of alcohol forward taste, but. It, yes. it is quite nice and, and hop. It is quite nice and, and, and hoppy, but light at the same time. But the first sip of this is so refreshing. I find it. I because this is probably the first beer of my day. I didn't yeah. pre-beer today for once. But this is like really just oh I don't know. This is hitting excellent. Yeah, I'm getting some definitely like banana. I'm getting a little bit of banana. 
yeah, very good citrus flavor, kind of like a bit of a grapefruit. Um, yeah, interesting. I'm getting like a little bit like apricot almost uh, flavor in this too. I can kind of see like that kind of banana sweetness finish. to it. Mm -hmm. That's what I think that it is. But you can also mistake that for almost like a like a honey, like a light honey taste. But not not quite as banana, sharp. I don't think it's no, it's, it's more the dry side. Yeah, it is dry. It has a dry finish. Cause I feel it like when you exhale, you can kind of get that dryness. Yeah. That's when I usually feel like when you have something like really high alcohol, usually on my, when I breathe out after drinking it, I'm always like, Oh, that's where it is. <laughs> that's where the alcohol comes from. While we're drinking this, what was the, when was the first time that you had Phillips or do you remember at all? Oh, the first time that you so well, yeah, that's a very loaded question. Do I remember? <laughs> but uh, I remember, I think the first time I had it, well, the first time there's one we're doing was the tiger shark. We'll get to later, but I had that at this place called Yuki dog in Yucalet. It's mm. this tiny little place, no bigger than like my, my apartment, like my living room. And my buddy was saying like, we got to go here. Like, it's like, this place is tiny, but they'll fit like, 50 people into this little room like and then have like a they have like a it's like an open mic night or it's just like the bartender jumps on stage and starts playing because the same guy that was on stage poured me a beer and gave me a hot dog because that's what they have there <laughs> but i remember i was like oh i'll, I'll take the tiger shark and i i got pretty pretty inebriated drinking that and then i went back a couple of days later and they have like fantastic burritos there but as I was saying, like we went to a couple bars, but I keep seeing each place had its own, had at least one Phillips beer on tap. And it's just interesting to kind of see that. I was like, oh, Phillips is like pretty big out here. And that's when I learned, he's like, oh, it's like from here, like from this, like from the island. And I was kind of like, oh, I always thought Phillips was kind of more like center, like central Canadian at first. But yeah, no, they're kind of interesting. They're fully West. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to kind of discover and you kind of realize how many are out there. It's like, oh, wow. Like, I think we're also going to be doing another one. We'll be probably doing one about, Par like I said, about Parallel 49, because that's what it reminds me of, like, everything about it. Because that used to be, like, even here in Alberta, that was, like, readily available at all places. And it's starting to kind of do that. They also make, sorry, there's one that we, that have, another one that I tried. They make a sour. It's like a... It's a strawberry rhubarb pie sour that they really? make. It's called that yeah, but it's good. called it's called the Dino Sour, and it's got like this ridiculous can. Like the, I think you mentioned that on a prior episode. You're like, yeah, the, I think it was like the, the sour episode you brought it. Yeah, up. yeah. It was like it's like this T Rex, and it's like biting into like this like thing. It's like this big explosion. Like all these cans <laughs> are like kind of over the top, but yeah. I remember so cool. they had it at tap at this one place, and I remember watching it. It was during the NBA Finals when Milwaukee beat the New York Net, the Brooklyn Nets. I remember drinking that. This is like ingrained into my memory, but it pours out like a blood orange like oh, wow. juice. It looks so crazy, but yeah, that's another one we'll have to bring on. Cause I think that's another thing Phillips has. They have the sour box as well. Oh, that's cool. It'd be cool to try out their sours. Yeah. I'm digging this. It's quite heavy though. I got to say like, I'm trying to go a bit fast and I'm like, I'm, I got to pace myself. Cause this beer is a, uh, this got some body to it, even though it's got like a dry finish, like it's very sippable, very smooth. Um, it yeah. is, I think the 6.5 ABV is quite strong. Like it's, it's not, uh, it's kind of reminds me of the Dominion, it's like the Dominion city ones where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. you can drink them. They taste good, but it's like, you're like feeling it. You couldn't have like four of these. You'd be, you'd be uh, yeah, a little punchy. You'd be done if you had too many of these, that's for sure. But 
really enjoying it. Um, are, are you ready to give a score, Tom? I think. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one an eight. I really dig God it. God damn I like, it, John. I love the Belgian wit flavor. I'm a big Belgian wit guy, and I like how this is. Um, it, you can certainly taste a little bit more of that. Like for a white IPA, it's it's not overtly hoppy. Like I would say, it's kind of like a little bit lesser. I'm getting more of a malt uh flavor taste um it's described as bananas i think a little bit of that it's not super pronounced though um but overall i'm really digging it it's quite strong and um i think this would make for honestly a good kind of like sippable beer like if you're at a bar or something having like snacks and nachos or something like this Mm -hmm. would be good to just kind of sip on i'm really digging it how about you tom i was gonna give it an eight as well i had it in my head i'm like eight and i'm like john don't fucking say oh just just go ahead go with eight because you know the great minds think alike so we're on the same wavelength today, but this is because it's the Blues Brother episode. That's right. Yeah. Everybody needs somebody. <laughs> I'm going to start going. You got fucking Carrie Fisher start trying to crewing. kill us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, yeah, this is like really great beer. Like this is like considering that's just like 6.5. You don't really notice it till like after a bit, but this tastes fucking really good. Like that citrusy that I personally, I really like. But it has kind of that like that sweet banana, and it's not. It says on here that the hop level is pretty moderately high, but I don't really get that. Even the malt levels on here are really low. I don't really like malty stuff, not like you, John. But that's why I kind of enjoyed this at the first. Like the first sip of this was just I was like, wow. That considering that this is like heavier, but now I'm kind of like you kind of sink into it a bit more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But at first, this was like, wow, it was like going down like water. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an, an eight. Cool. So you're giving that one recommend- an eight. Why don't you kick us off for recommendation then? Because, you know, we're talking about being on the same wavelength. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and uh, kick us off on that one? I'm going to give this one a 7.5 for recommendation. I feel like some people might not like it. But, yeah. but I think this is like something you should try. Definitely, because there's like certain aspects of this, like considering people might be a little scared that it's like because of the ABV level and even says right on here, strong beer. But this is like a great like sit down beer to have. Like you're saying, like to have snacks with this, this would be nice like after work beer. I would fucking love this. What yeah, you, I, I went, I was close to you. I went a little bit lower there. I went six. Like, I think it's a great beer. However, I think for some people would be a little bit too strong, you know, pale ales, when you start to get into that realm, some people are a little bit polarized on it. I think this one's a little bit more against, it's more on like the wheat beer side of things. So it's a little bit more approachable, but uh, I go six. I think it's a little bit intimidating for some folks. Um, and overall, are you going to give this one a modifier? No mods. I no mods. pretty fairly in my opinion. Yeah, I think overall we were pretty uh we're, we're pretty positive on this one. This was uh mm. this was a great uh made for a great one to kick off, you know. It's a yeah, bit stronger, but it this way. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was trying to gamify this because you know, for those of you uh listening here on DPO, we actually try to drink all the beers uh as we're talking about them. So sometimes we have to really gamify things so we're not like starting off with this, you know, really <laughs> an imperial stout at the beginning or something that's gonna kill us, but uh no, this was fun. I, I really dug. I really dug that beer, and I'm excited to get into the one that you're a little bit more familiar with, which is the yeah. Tiger no, Shark. We're, no, we're doing the Glitter Bomb. We were doing the Glitter Bomb. Yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll move it around. Okay. Let me just reorder. Okay, we're kicking off. All right. Anyhow, yeah. Sorry, Blues Brother. Yeah, this is like a really cool can. 
Oh, we want to talk about this one though, John. Glitter bomb. That's what we're talking about. Hazy pale ale this time around. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I haven't tried. I think I tried this. I could be wrong, but cool. I'm pretty sure that I saw this again when I was in Tofino in the Eucalypt area. I think one bar had this on top and I had it. This one's a uh, 5.0 ABV. And then the description on this one says this hazy pale ale explodes with lush citrus and juicy fruit notes that sparkle across your palate. Pairs well with disco naps and Scooby snacks. Oh, interesting. I, I, like I always the, uh, thought the term for disco naps was when you come back from like the club. Yeah. <laughs> like when like, you're yeah. doing a hard night of discoing, if you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, it's interesting because this one doesn't have that same like breakdown with all the different like levels. The of, levels. Of, no. Yeah. Yeah. It just has like this, it just has the image of the like the symbol of it, which is like this bomb with like like a heart and a bunch of glitter and stuff it looks yeah. very uh, colorful and funky um like dr strange love yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it looks like it uh, looks like dr strange love right yeah riding the bomb uh but uh, it's a love bomb this also has the canadian brewing award for 2020 it won gold oh that's I have right. a little sticker on i have a little stamp of approval on here for oh that. i don't think this... mine has that i think maybe yours is like a bit more of a, a recent beer so it's got like a yes mine is more like... recent than yours <laughs> yeah mine's mine's been sitting in the fridge for months i think this just nice... been staring at you angrily <laughs> drink me drink me oh my goodness this is a cool one i, I really love the pattern on it with like the kind of uh it's uh, really like a disco ball yeah it's like teal pink white silver it's got this like disco ball style pattern it's got like the peach color on it as well that really pops it really shines too when you like kind of holding the light yeah, like the around. metallic like they use the chrome like this the aluminum can really effectively with this yeah I, like this looks really this would really catch your eye like all these cans are really going to catch your eye when you see them because they're very eccentric in one sense but I think this one is a little, it kind of like, it's nice, but I think it's not as good as the unicorn in my opinion. Cause I think that this is, but it still has, I'm going to give this one a 7.5. Oh, wow. I think it could have, yeah, I think it could have been a little bit better, but this can, it's just, I think it's just kind of, like, they play it really well though. Sorry. I'm changing it to an eight. That's my, sorry, John. Oh, going up I to an eight. Can, yeah, I convinced myself. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through talking, like, no, like, wait a I'm second. Like, yeah, I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is actually is like a really nice can. Like the way that they, because the way that they use the aluminum can to make yeah. like, the, the disco ball really plays well with it. And I have to give them kind of a nod to that. Yeah, and that's why I went high won. on mine. Yeah. What did you want to give it, John? I, I gave it the same score as the last one. I gave it a nine. Like I, I don't oh, like wow. that they took away the kind of elements, kind of grading the flavor profile of it. But I do like the overall design of the can more than the electric unicorn. Like mm-hmm. I think it's really shiny. It really pops out. Like it looks really pleasant looking. Um, you know, again, I really like that they kind of have a standard template, but they kind of work around with it to make it look really unique and stylish. And I think this one just it looks good. Um, I kind of probably put it just on par with the one we just uh, saw previously. Yeah, this is cool. I really, I'm really excited to try it because it says that it has like tropical no hop flavors, which I'm really excited to try. Yeah, this one looks. I uh, like how there's a on the because on this little saying here, I think they have like a little. This is like a flavor grenade through the use pull of the tab to avoid having a breakout. The sparkle hops, it's like patent pending. I thought that was <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah, and this one has a 3.7 on Untapped and a 3.82, which is an 86, very good score. Uh, I know your advocate almost close to our last one too, or just around the same score. So uh, this one's going to 
probably hit pretty good too. How about uh, I'll count us down this time? Yes. Oh, it's your turn, open? All right, oh, ASMR God. audience, get get ready. You're gonna see some serious shit. All right, in three, <laughs> two, one, crack them. Ooh, good pop. Oh, oh that smells, smells uh, sweet. so good. Yeah, I think it's gonna pour somewhat similar to the last one, but uh, mm-hmm. it smells again. Uh, this is a hazy pale ale. Yeah, no particle in this one, but it's it's got that certainly got that haze to it. It looks it's a little bit lighter kind of yellow color. That smells. This dead. episode's a really big ale episode. We're covering a lot of bases on the ale spectrum. Oh yeah, that's quite a that's quite a nice uh, taste. Mm, very juicy. Oh, John, I'm just letting it settle right now. But again, it has um, mine has like okay carbonation levels that you can see. It has a really good head that's sticking around. It's very opaque like you can't see through it it's pretty much got that like orangey like orange juice kind of texture like kind of profile to it and this i want to it smells very citrusy i want to see what this fucking tastes like because i can't wait now this is quite refreshing that's good this is what i look for in a hazy pale ale Mm -hmm. this isn't heavy this is really refreshing. It's not like overly, this is only 5% ABV. Like I could drink this all fucking day. Yeah. The taste is more straightforward. Like it has kind of like an orange lemon sort of taste. Mm-hmm. Not like if you remember, like we liked the big juice from the last episode we did IPAs on, but that one was like, I felt like that one had a lot of complex, complex flavors added. This one's a little uh, bit more straightforward. Like this is like a good benchmark. Hazy mm-hmm. pale ale. In my, in this my is hand. really nice. This is a safe bet. Yeah, I really cool. love the way this tastes. Like I was saying, John, I think I've had this before. <laughs> because... <laughs> it's all coming back to you now. <laughs> yeah, now it's starting to come back. To me. I'm having my acid flashbacks. It's like, yeah, this, what is it called? <laughs> Synesthesia, when you like taste and like kind of see color when you taste, like seeing things, you're like, whoa, it's all coming back. Yeah, just like Celine Dion. It's all coming back <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, she made that song. Uh, she wrote that song about drinking uh, Glitter Bomb. Yeah, drink of the, yeah. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> a little known trivia. I, yeah. That's actually that was a funny thing. So where my aunt and uncle lived in, in, in Quebec, mm-hmm. they outside of their like um their condo complex was a statue of Celine Dion. Really? A statue? Yeah. Well, what it was, was like statue? this like it wasn't of her, but it was like this one statue dedicated to her. Mm. And my 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 aunt Huguette would always say, she's like, oh, that's for Celine Dion. I was like, what? She's like, look. And then it was like, this is a commemoration for Celine Dion. I was like, like you have to look at this every day. <laughs> you have to salute the Celine Dion statue before you it's start. It's not working. of her, though. It's like, it was like this weird shape. That was the weird part about it. Oh, it's like one of those, like, a memorial statue things where it's exactly. like, it doesn't really look like the thing that's actually trying to memorialize. Yeah. It's just I think like it was just flame. like a globe. Just a big Literally, globe. It's it was, like, this is an honor yeah. of Celine Dion. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was like, this really pairs well, I guess. I wonder what would be the monument to Shania Twain. What would that look like? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a trailer park. <laughs> well, she, she grew kid. up in it. <laughs> oh, well, she grew up. That's what she became. She grew, like, up, she grew up in Timmins. Yeah, yeah that's right, say, yeah. She grew up in a trailer park in Timmins. Wow. Start now she's literally like an idol. She's literally an idol. Yeah. Okay. This one's good. I'm going to go ahead and give it a score though. I'm going to give it a 7.5. I like it. I, I think I dig it, but I think like there's some other juicy 
hazy IPAs that we've done before and that I've had not on this episode that I think I like a little bit more. But I think this is like an overall a good, solid benchmark uh, hazy pale ale. Like it's quite, quite, quite solid, quite drinkable. Um, nice, pleasant taste. The aftertaste wise, like it, it feels good in the, on, on the mouth. Um, not as dry as the last beer. Overall, overwell, overall, overwell, overall, I'm enjoying it. Uh, overwell. Overwell. I'm enjoying it quite a lot. How about you, Tom? What do you think? I love this. Yeah. I'm giving this an 8.5. Ooh, this is nice. delicious. I love this beer. This is so good. I can't believe I've denied myself this before. Yeah, you like your juicy pale ales because I know we did the last I really, seven. yes, I'm really starting to really venture into that. Now when I go to, okay, there's another brewery that's just down the street from me that we profiled in an earlier episode about the stout, the, um, we did the Kodiak chocolate Kodiak stout. That was Yeah, but it was from, from Polar Park Brewing. So I, last weekend, I, I really indulged over there <laughs> and they have this thing called the tropic tundra and it's like this like juicy ipa it's almost like a nipa and it's really wow. well and they were super nice at the brewery there so when you come back john we'll have to go cool cool they were so nice they gave me like free chips they gave me pretzels to take home even i was like that's this cool. is the best place ever any any place that spoils you it just gives you stuff it's like all right yeah i'm like i'm coming back <laughs> I'm sold. You've won me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, but I, I, sorry, but that's what I was trying to say. Like before, like they had that, I had to instantly investigate everywhere that I go now. I'm like, Oh, this looks kind of nice just to see if for like a benchmark of who has the best one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is really delicious. And I yeah. recommend this to people. I love like really big flavor. So we're both pretty high on it, but uh, you seem you, like you really enjoy this beer. How would you give it for a recommendation? I'm giving an eight for recommendation. An eight. No, nice. sorry. Yeah, because I recommend this over the unicorn. Cool. I went I went a little bit lower, but I still went higher than the last one. I gave it a six point five because again, I think like pale ales are so polarizing. I think um, this one. Again, the taste-wise, maybe for an average domestic audience, they would be a little turned off. But I do think, I think it's a little bit more approachable than our last beer. It's certainly lighter. It's certainly a little bit more, um, uh, I would say, sippable. It's not as kind of sweet and heavy. um, And and it's not as dry as well, too. So I think overall, people would like it slightly more than the last one. But it's still pretty close. Uh, Are you going to get this one? Yeah, it's a little. It's certainly a little bit more hoppy, that's for sure. Are you going to give this one a modifier score at all, too? No, I rated this fairly high already. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I'm going to not give it a modifier. Like, I I really enjoy it, and I think it's like overall like a benchmark IPA, and I don't mean that like in a dismissive way. Like, I think I drink that like other breweries could look at and be like, this is like a really good, straightforward, solid drink to compare for for. Um, designing other beers and like sampling it, comparing it to other beers. Like I think this beer would make a really good uh, beer to compare with other pale ales to be like, how is my pale ale faring if I'm trying to make my own or design my own, because it would really give you a good kind of scope of, of what to design and how it should look like. So mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about brewing a pale ale. Yeah. Cause you did a stout last time and that was pretty good. I got one in my shopping cart right now. that a oh, brewing you? Kit. Yeah. It's a mosaic IP. Mosaic so IPA. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to brew next. I want to see how well that one turns out. I know my stout that I made wasn't as carbonated as I'd like it to be, but then again, it's a stout. What makes the carbonation? Is it just the sugar you put sugar. into it? Sugar. Yeah. Sugar. 
but you can add like there's like little like kegerators that you can get to add like co2 carbonation instead that you could do oh, interesting but i found one that you can fit a gallon i want one that you can fit a, but they're kind of expensive those things like i saw the one where it's called like the brew works um, carbonated growler so then you can just add it to it and then you put the co2 charge to it and then it stays fresh in your fridge for like a month and then it pours out like draft that's cool yeah it's really cool you can find them on amazon this isn't like a sponsored thing or anything it's not gonna work but try it at your next for your first time purchase only they're like why is it not working like uh i'm sure we have a promo code (laughs) i can watch adam hacker right now and be like well it didn't work he's like calling customer service it's calling dpo customer service we're just like not even no but like on amazon it's like they gave me the fucking code why does it not work (laughs) i was listening to podcasts and i said the code would work i tried the code it didn't work It's literally like fucking Jeffrey Lebowski. He's just like, I've had a really bad day and I fucking hate the Eagles. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So that was Glitter Bomb. And yeah, now we're on. getting into a beer that uh, Tom is is fond of and has some experience I'm pretty with. fond of this one. This one is the, I don't even know what sound a tiger shark would make. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, it's almost kind of like a, like, kind of like a growl, but it has like that like bite at the end. Like, wow. Famously in the movie Jaws, the Revenge, the shark roars, which I believe sharks do not roar in real life. I believe they're fish. They don't roar. They have gills. They do not have lungs. They cannot produce sound. They don't have vocal cords. Famously, no. Michael Caine, who's in that movie, said, I, I have never seen Jaws, the Revenge, but I have seen the house that it paid for, and it's quite nice. So uh, <laughs> check out Jaws, the Revenge if you like your Jaws sequels. Anyways, Tiger Shark. This one is cool. It's very yellow. Yep. It's got the same kind of overall template, and we should yep. note looking at that little flavor profile again everything's very on the side. lower end of the spectrum it's low on the hops, low. that's low why hops, i like it yeah it's a 4.7 abv uh they yeah. have a description here that says tiger shark or tiger dash shark sometimes mm-hmm. breaking convention yields more delicious results and this juicy beer is a pale ale reimagined bread to attack the palate yeah. tiger shark is a tropical alpha beast packed with passion fruit and citrus flavor without the bitter bite this one kind of feels like it's going to be more of like a mild Pale yes ale. this one this is kind of why i liked it it got a 3.65 on untapped oh. and it got a 84 which is a 3.6 which is it's good as what they yeah. um, beer advocate kind of says it is it's not very good but it's still good i personally think that this is very good i love this can i love the design that they did it looks so cool the, whole, the tiger shark where it's like a tiger with a shark's head and again, this is another tattoo idea where I'm going to just have like a bunch of beer logo as a sleeve. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like their designs, like I like all their designs, but I think this one is probably like one of the most unique ones that really stands out just because this weird kind of strange looking creature in the yellow looks really sharp too with kind of the kind uh, of cobblestone uh, yellow design. It's kind almost of like a, like a of like, mustard yellow. Yeah. It's got kind of like a Miami Vice thing going on in the background, like this kind oh, of like yeah. moon sun with kind of this like pale that pinkish. Pink. Yeah, this pale pink with kind of like a neon blue, um, soft baby yeah. blue, and it kind of heavy GTA by City vibes. Yeah, you're out of touch. You're out of time. B Rock, still yeah. my favorite station. Oh my god, yeah. You're looking to Laszlo. B Rock. They just re-released the like uh, I know version, but it kind of looks a little funky. I saw some of the animation from it. It looks weird. But uh, I remember my my alias used to always be Tommy Bruschetti. <laughs> Lance Bass or whatever the guy was. Yeah, oh, yeah man, that was the was other fun. one. I got I it on, PS2, on PSP. I should play. 
No, I had, the, I had the yeah, I had the PSP version. It was like Bay City Stories. Oh, Liberty City Stories and like Vice City Stories. Yeah, I had yeah. Vice City Stories, so you're a, you're an African American character instead. I have a I have Chinatown Wars on DS. I oh, had, nice! I don't even think I played it. I just got it one time because I've got like a million just, games just because. <laughs> yeah, it was like ten bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it, and I just haven't played it. But I'm really looking at it. buying a DS, like an old DS, like the first gen DS. Get a DS Lite or whatever, like the uh, not the old, not the original version, but get like the slightly updated one because I've got like a better oh, really? screen and stuff. Yeah, mm. I've uh, I've got. A I either DS want that or the one. Switch Lite. That's another thing I'm looking at. Yeah, the price is pretty good now for those. I I haven't bought a switch but uh man i got i don't play as much games as i used to i, I buy shit and i don't play yeah anymore. that's the thing is i used to be heavy into it but now like i'm that's why i kind of wanted the switch light that i could just have like i can take around anywhere yeah the so it's just like a difference it's just a, a glorified game gear that's all it is <laughs> sega game gear was if you had one of those when you were younger you were fucking balling yeah, Shout out to I Jordan, remember Jordan uh, Henry had one. I was gonna say Jordan Sonic. Henry and Jockdale had one. He had Sonic. Yeah, he had Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's I remember right. I almost gave him a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Except that thing, that thing ate batteries like fucking it was water. It was that like thing double, you needed D cells for that. <laughs> yeah, it was it took I think it took like six because the original Game Boy took four double A's. That one took six double yeah, A's or something like that. It was that insane. one took six, but that thing was huge, like the screen on it. That thing was revolutionary. Here, are you serious? Yeah, except I think I think the sound on it isn't working. I have to use the headphones. The notoriously uh, hard, hardware-wise, they were uh, they were kind of funky. I have a bunch of games uh, for it though. I have uh, I have Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I got Power Rangers, oh. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, notably the fighting game. I got a bunch of games on it. Uh, for a while, I was buying a lot of uh, Game Gear games because they were like dirt cheap. You could just go into at the time Chumley's. Shout out to Chumley's. You could go in or Microplay. You could go in and be oh, like, "Hey." Man. I want to get a Game Gear game, and they would pull out like a Tupperware bin full of them, just like, and you could just parse through yeah, them. It was like ten bucks so for like lying. I love how you like said that. microplay. So my brother, this is how I kind of—he had a Sega Dreamcast, and he had oh, yeah. every game that was ever available for it. It was because <laughs> of microplay, though. Oh, because of microplay. I yeah, because back then you could actually burn copies from it. Hot dang. I love the you know the best part. I know we're getting really off topic here. And if you really <laughs> wanted to drink beers, but now this is domestic players only. We're just walking around our broom, just showing shit. Okay. Tiger Shark. People want to hear about this goddamn beer. Um, I don't know. You, you you talked about this in our last beer about your experience. This is the beer you probably have the most experience with, Tom, in terms of like I'm really I really like this beer, but for the can for scoring wise, yeah. I think I'm I think we're gonna give it um I want to give it an eight because we really, again, this comes back to the GTA vibes. <laughs> I'm and gonna, I like how the, the levels yeah. are on it as well, but I think they could have done a little bit more. I think the color scheme works well, but I think it could have been just a little bit better. Actually, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm 8.5. I've convinced myself again. I am going to give this a 10 out of 10. I think it's Jesus, a great John. can, perfect can. I love it. I think it looks cool. Out of all the Phillips design ones that we're featuring on this podcast, this one is my favorite. It looks so cool. I love even the the tight like the title on it, Tiger Shark. They have like it looks Little like an ocean wave. Splash. Yeah, and the sun and the R. Like it's there's so much attention to detail right down to the font that they're using. This is such a cool can, so creative. Um, I really dig the color. Out of all the Phillips ones, this is my favorite. Awesome can, ten out of ten. Perfect, goddamn can. And I cannot wait to try this one. 
Oh man, I, John, I think you're gonna like because this is just a pale ale. It's not an IPA or anything like that. And I think uh, this is gonna resemble kind of like a fruity, like Rolling Rock, which we kind of all no, you didn't really like Rolling Rock that I, much. I like me and Rock. I like Seamus yeah. a little bit more, I think. But uh, I think Alex and I love the Rolling Rock. We were pretty fond of that. This is like a better version of that. Shout opinion. out to the angry video game nerd. He loves Rolling Rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Smashing keyboards. So yes. I'm kind of. Uh, if you guys are already at the helm and the count of three, two, one, crack them. Good pop. Good pop. Yeah. Oh, oh it's This has more of like a hoppier smell to it. I'm going to give it a pour. This is not as hazy. It's very transparent. Wait, it has. Yeah. It's more yellow. It has very good. Yeah. It's more yellow than orange or gold. Mm-hmm. Big head on mine. I gotta say, mine is like quite. Mine quite has a, a pretty freaking head. Oh wow, mine has like an all right kind of head. Like I have moderate head. It has a bit of a haze to it. It's not like completely transparent, but it is. You can still see through it. I can see my finger at least. Carbonation level is on the higher side. It's not too carbonated, but it's not nothing to talk about. But. Like I said, it has a more of like a hoppier smell. I don't know why the hop level, like if you're reading on the levels on the side, it says like everything's pretty on the lower end of the spectrum, but I think the hoppy hops on this should be a little higher. Yeah, I think I think you can kind of smell and taste it. Like it kind of, it feels a bit more like the last one was a hazy pale ale and it certainly fit the oh, profile fuck, of it. That tastes and this so one good. feels more like a traditional IPA. Yeah, this, this is, tastes really good. I love this beer. This is like easy drinking, in my this opinion. Crushable. Yeah, that's. I think that's why because it's a four point seven ABV. It's kind of a little of like a light IPA, a, like a light pale ale, a lighter, I should say, not totally light, but. I think like overall, like this is I, just. Yeah, it smells quite good. This tastes really refreshing. It's not heavy in any sense. It's not overpowering. It has a very subtle taste to it. It's kind of fruity. It's a little like I say, like it's a tropical kind of taste to it. But this tastes really good, in my opinion. This is straightforward, like a really good smooth beer. Like I think, um, it's easy know, drinking. Like I guess there's hop there, but it's probably because it's more of on the lighter side, flavor wise. Like it just it stands out. But like it's not very like strong. Like and I think like overall, like it feels very mild, very light. Mm-hmm. And I think like compared, like we had some light beers in a previous episode we had like a a session ipa I, that yeah, was like a was like light and that one you know it, it tasted strong but this one like i feel like it, it's, it's really well balanced like overall it's just so smooth like i'm just drinking it it's just like it, it's out of, once once you've dropped once you swallowed it and you're done not much of a heavy aftertaste like it's quite refreshing quite smooth um it just it's a really good balance of flavors like I was, like you said, like I think the smell is more hoppy than it actually tastes mm-hmm. in that sense. Like I think you smell the hops more than you actually taste them. And I think that's why they kind of put the level a little bit lower. Because at first I was like, kind of smelt. I'm like, oh, this is going to taste a yeah. little hoppy. But it's more of a scent than taste. I can see why I you're like, to this because this is like quite drinkable. This is very good. I drank a lot of this. I'm not going to lie. I kind of... <laughs> 
There was one time I slept in a tent one night because of this. <laughs> you slept in a tent. Like what I slept mind? in a tent in the middle of a parking lot. In You're the just middle like, of I a need to sleep store. and I don't have anywhere to sleep. And I have a tent. Well, no, well, I had it, I had it. Sorry, I didn't even have a tent. I had an air mattress in a in a sleeping bag. And my and Evan uh, was on a co-host on one episode for the Edmonton collaboration episode. He had the tent. And oh nice. Collaborated. I have the mattress, you have the tents. No, but he slept in his car. I slept in, <laughs> I slept in the tent in this like, well, they, they had like a little, the company that my friend worked for, they had like a little lay down yard that was mm. in town that you could, they could drop stuff. There was like a little mobile trailer that they were originally supposed, but there was, it was gutted and whatnot. And they're like, oh, do you want to just camp out here instead of driving back to Tofino? And I was like, sure. So I set up my tent and my air mattress. But when we got back, it was like this like big storm happened. And I'm just in like this like single person tent, like and like hiding in my my sleeping bag for dear life. And all my my friends were like, I hope he lives in the morning. But because it was like it was really bad. But my sleeping bag was so warm. I got one yeah. of these like winter ones. Oh, those so I just like I just like curled up inside and I was pretty drunk at this point. So I just passed right out. There you go. And I woke sleep. up and I remember they're like. I'm kind of surprised that you were able to make it the night in that. Like, I thought you would have like knocked on my car door, like let me in. Eric but that was kind of like, yeah, pretty much just like let me in. <laughs> no, but I did wake up though, and I remember we. There's, there's kind of a funny story. So Evan and I, we went about our day that day while my other friend Austin went to work. So we were into like an aquarium and whatnot for the oh, day, cool. but. Yeah, there's one that shows you about like the whole island of like Vancouver that shows like how they like recycle garbage from the ocean. They have like this whole thing about like sustainability and they have all like a whole aquarium about what you can find in the ocean. So they have a bunch of urchins. They have all the little manta rays in there. I think I took a picture of one if you my Instagram story when I went. (laughs) But I remember there was like, they were very helpful. They're like, Oh, what do you want to know? Like they just followed me around. This person oh, cool. just gave me a tour. She was just like, Oh, I'll tell you everything about this. I was like, Oh, okay, sure. She wasn't <laughs> like, she was just like kind of there. Cause we were the only people there. So she was like, Oh, just give you like an old guided tour. But there's one point though, that we were so tired from the night before. So Evan and I went to like a national park where we went to see like these like giant trees and we both passed out asleep in the car <laughs> and then apparently there was people trying to wake us up because they thought we passed out and then the, there's a park ranger had to come and like well, it was like oh, sir are you all right like never better and i was like and i was like trying i'm like oh my god is that a cop right now i do not want to deal with you so i just pretended to still be asleep like <laughs> is your friend okay is he all right and then he's like tom wake the fuck up right now Doors louder. I, was like, oh, yeah. I was like i'm like yes i'm like hello there and then she's like are you okay i'm like yeah she's like people have been thought you guys like died and i was <laughs> like what <laughs> I was like, no, we're just we're just old now. Yeah, yeah, we just we just had a midday nap, you know. Can I can yeah. a couple of buddies take a midday nap while climbing a mountain or whatever? Well, oh. not even. We were just in like this nap, like parked in the parking lot, and then she had to say, she's like, she's like, it's just kind of like she's like, we're just kind of she's like for your safety. It's just like you know, she's like, this is also like an idle free zone because I guess Evan left the car running the whole time. Oh, Jesus, yeah, they're just like, who is this car that's just uh, 
running, but the people inside are sleeping. You probably had a good nap though. So it's like, you know, it's worth oh, it. Oh man, we felt refreshed. And then we went back again. <laughs> anyhow, this beer tastes fucking phenomenal. Um, I don't know what to, we get yeah, scoring for this. I'm going to give a score. I'm going to go quite high. I'm giving it a nine. I think this is awesome. It's very, smooth, wow. very, very, very refreshing, you know, good kind of orange um, lemon. I'm getting a bit of lemon tea, like a good balance. Um, I'm getting like a bit of pop. That's it's, very mild. it's very, it's, it's very mild. It's, it's very easy light. drinking. Yeah. As far as like light pale ales go, this is quite good. And there's not like many uh, light pale ales out there. Like a lot of them are quite heavier. So this is kind of a nice little change of pace. Like I'm really digging it nine for mm-hmm. me love i love it. this i'm going to say the same john you convinced me a nine hey nice for likely to recommend i'm giving it an eight yo I think I, that was is... my first one too i i was like i'm God gonna give this one it. an eight synchronicity are you gonna give this one a modifier i am gonna give it the modifier hey. only because of like nostalgia then that's fair like you have a good history of the spear and it means a lot and i think that's like a a very good reason to give a modifier. Mm. I think people should try this though as well. Like this is like a very it's not like overpowering by any means. I think anyone could drink this and be like, oh, this is like interesting. It almost tastes like a not as like a bitter wheat ale. Yeah, certainly. Like it feels a little bit more light. Uh, more more light and approachable, certainly. Very approachable. I think anyone could really drink this and be like, oh, this is like a really interesting flavor. I think people who haven't tried like any sort of pale ale or ipas in that kind of sense would really dig this and think that this is like bursting with flavor almost (laughs) this doesn't taste like bread (laughs) yeah no it doesn't just taste like bread which is uh uh, kind of nice sometimes you want a little bit of variety and a little bit more um something that's going to spur on the senses a little bit more sometimes when you're having some of these craft beers that's perfect and we're on mm-hmm. we're now on to uh our last beer today certainly last but not least it's blue buck ale i think this is your beer john i think you're really gonna like this this one's cool i'm looking at the, some information on this one it's got a 3.51 on untapped and it's got a 3.63 which is an 82 good score on untapped oh, sorry on beer advocates um this one's described as saying um the blue buck Amibus max <laughs> Ambibus maximilis, they have like the Latin like animal name, uh, lives <laughs> on a diet of Northwest hops and premium two-row malt. It can be found in many diverse habitats from rock shows to beach parties. Its uncanny ability to be at home in any surrounding makes it a likely target for thirsty fridge poachers gunning for a trophy beer. No rumin- no ruminant animals were harmed in the brewing of this beer. Oh man, that's so funny. I love, I just love the design of this beer. I think like this one has kind of, they're kind of going for more of like a kind of a classic chromatic. Style. Yeah, very like chromatic. chromatic. Yeah. This one literally looks like something out of like the late 70s. Yeah, it's it's going for like a 70s. It's almost like a car emblem or something like the way it's. I was just about to say, like, yeah. you could almost picture this in like an old Chevrolet commercial. <laughs> like, yeah, do you it, drink Blue Buck? <laughs> this one's cool because the flavor profile on it it has it's more it's it's not as light it's a little bit darker it's very malty and it's very light hops i think yeah i think you're right i think i'm gonna like this because i like my malt this is gonna be your beer john oh, yeah. i think you're gonna kind of be you're gonna be this, an, this is an ontario man's beer eastern ontario man's beer for this sure. is just an ale that's all it is yeah just an ale you say just we're an just an ale Say we're just an of you. <laughs> what I need. <laughs> oh my god, man, feeling good. Nothing like crushing like a bunch of tall cans uh, on a podcast. It's great. I know. 
it's been a great episode so far but i like the chromatic version like has almost like a car emblem for the blue buck and you see like a blue deer almost more of like an elk in that sense the way that the antlers are portrayed yeah it's like bambi's dad yeah and it's like over it has like the kind of mountainous scene with the forest and the lake kind of deal like this is really kind of like a canadian beer almost that you could say if you were to put canada on a beer you just need like a beaver in here and you'd be like yeah we're good yeah, just throw a beaver on throw a i don't know tulip or no a, tr- a trillium a trillium <laughs> Tulip. I don't think tulips are exclusively Canadian. Many people no, they're tulips. Dutch more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we get them. Yeah, from the from Netherlands. Yeah. From the Dutch. That's right. Yeah, because that used to be that was like the original Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that actually is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah the there was tulip a whole bulbs? stock market crash because of it or something. Yeah, of the tulip bulbs. Yeah, the stock market were like a hundred. Well, like in today's money, would have been like thousands of dollars for like a just one tulip bulb man the 18th see- century stock market was wild it was like stock up on bulbs <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the original bitcoin they were the og nft is people like buy bulbs yeah. oh my god i have this someone, drawing of a bulb don't save it don't right click save yeah don't click save as <laughs> <laughs> someone sent me that. like of course i'll give you my it's like i could either go to down payment on a house or i can get this pixelated monkey with a hat I saw this fucking, I think we talked about it off air. I saw this goddamn NFT. It's called like, it was like cats and they're like stoned. It was like stone cats. And it's like some new grounds ass, killfrog.com ass, flash animation, like Joe cartoon ass animation. I'm like, who the fuck is buying this to make like, this is money laundering. This is literally money laundering. I'm sorry. This is like a joke. It's so bad. It's just like a shell. It's a shell at that point. Yeah. yeah, It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Blue Buck, great can. Um, great I'm quite can. positive on it. What about you, Tom? What do you think of the can? I'm going to give it a, I'm giving it a seven point five. I think this really has a good aesthetic, but I think it could have done a little bit more with it. Like cons- considering all the other cans are really wild in that sense, this is more reserved. It's very classy, though. I won't say it's not a bad can, but like I think that through the Phillips style, this is pretty reserved for it. I think I think that's fair. Uh, maybe it's because I'm uh, I'm just in a silly, goofy mood, but I'm going to go high again. I'm giving this one a ten out of ten. I think it's an awesome looking can. Nice. Um, the other Phillips cans, I think, kind of have a similar aesthetic going on, but this one actually feels admittedly a little bit different. Like I really dig its kind of composition. I think I you can really. Blue. I think you can really give this to anyone. Yeah, and it just it pops like crazy. Like I can't I can't believe like how much it pops. Like, it looks so good, so sleek, and uh, it, it just it's it's really well designed. Like I love so many of the angles and line work on this. And I think like once again, just like the tiger shark, it's it's within the template. Like it has a kind of a template. It's trying to like design the art and like oh we're gonna have a banner up top and we gotta have like it's gonna have the same fill up so have a little have logo information on this end. And, but but despite the restrictions of the templates it's doing so much with it and it, it shows clear effort, clear love. And I love to see that. I like to see beer cans. And I, I think I say this all the time on all of our episodes with craft beers and stuff like that, but I like to see like cans where you can look at every single aspect of the can and be like every single aspect in the can. Someone looked at this and someone made a conscious design choice and it looks, and it's for the better. And I think we see that here. Like I really dig it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think my grandfather would even enjoy this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, why don't I crack this one off this time? Yeah, I you're think, cracking uh, this one. Yeah, 
I'm going to crack this one off. All right. Everyone's ready. You're ready with your uh, glass or. Oh yeah. I got my, I only have a regular can, not a tall boy. Oh, oh, okay. I got the, I got the tall boys. I'm, I'm getting ripped Uh because I got a million tall boys here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Everyone listen, pay attention. ASMR, get ready on three, two, one, crack them. Again, good pop. Oh yeah. It smells like an ale. Smells like a plenonis. This is a little darker. It almost has like a caramel color to it. Yeah, it's quite dark. Yeah, even by ale standards, this is quite dark. It looks like an amber ale. That's interesting. Oh god, I think out of all, it's a lot of uh, a lot of ales, a lot of a lot of ales in this episode. This has been a very big ale episode. It yeah, could even be no more. There's they make a ton of them. Surprisingly. Yeah, this is still. Uh, it's got a nice kind of amber red color kind of gold amber and it's got like a it's almost like a dark almost a copper i would say it's got like a sweet caramel malt to it yeah it's not malty like where it's bitter it's kind of like a sweet malt yeah i think it's quite good this is like i've been drinking this kind of about through the week to be honest this is like a classic Canadiana drink. Yeah, I think even like the logo represents that, like the way that it's portrayed. This is really, yeah, it's I mean, considering like the what we've flavors. had so far up to this. This is kind of like a like kind of a game changer in it. This is the turning point. Yeah, all the other beers we had, I mean, like they were you know different, but like kind of overall, I felt like they kind of felt we're very in the similar. same group. This they're one in the is same the big, league. Yeah, they're in the same league. This is much different. Like this is like more of a straightforward ale good caramel flavors kind of like hazelnut buttery mm-hmm. finish to it yeah yeah i agree with that statement very refreshing it's very it's it's only five percent abv it feels yeah. a little heavier but it's not too heavy i might just feel heavy because this is the fourth one we're drinking <laughs> no i even then like throughout the week i have this with dinner. i only had to have like one with dinner and i was like oh that's like it's very it has like a sweeter taste to it. I think that's why it kind of gets to me. I don't like maltiness, but because it's like a sweeter yeah. malt, it's not bitter. That's why I'm like, oh, this is like drink more drinkability. Yeah, I, I I gotta say, I think you were right. You said like this is gonna be your this drink. Gonna be your beer. And yeah, I like this type of style of beer. I I dig it. I think it's quite good, quite sweet. Even by ale standards, I think it's a little bit sweeter. And I think like, um, yeah. sometimes that can be hit or miss. But I think in this case, like. The ingredients just pair very well together. Overall, it makes for a good sipping experience. Mm-hmm. It has like a little bit of like a sharp ending to it. Yeah. Um, for taste, um, I want to get um, I'm kind of a little on the negative side. Well, for my self-considering, I want to give this a seven for taste. It's not my style, but it's still drinkable. I think that's totally fair. And um, I was a lot more positive. I gave it a nine. I dig this. I think it's quite. I know you do. It's tough. Are you well aware of that? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm wondering how our tastes would differ if we had done this one first. Like I tried to mix it up. this time. I I know. That's what I was kind of saying. I'm like, this either has to be first or last. If you put it in between, you'd be like kind of maybe it would have been different. But I was saying this is either the first beer or the last beer for the today's episode. I just think by ale standards, it's quite good. Like, um, it, it's very sweet, very full-bodied, very flavorful, very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, it's overall, like, the, it's got a really good, pleasant taste to it. 
Mm-hmm. That it does. I know. Sorry. I want to say, so my friends, they used to drink a lot of blue buck and they used to call this diarrhea beer. <laughs> it kind of looks like it. Yeah. Well, no, it's just because <laughs> that's what happens after you drink this because of the, because mul- of the maltiness in it and their digestive system. They're just like, there's actually like billboards of blue buck and on like Victoria and like in like Vancouver Island. So like one of my friends like snapchatted me like a picture of it. He's just like, that's a weird sign to say that you have diarrhea. <laughs> well, I hope I uh I hope I don't diarrhea after drinking this, but no. I gotta say well, I'm so this. Fun, fun fact, if you take the ferry over from the mainland to the island, the, there's there's like you can park your car before like you're waiting for the ferry, like you're in line, and then there's like a couple bars that you can go to. There's like an oyster bar, even really? they have this right on top, yeah. It's a it's a really cool experience that I would recommend just to do once. Like I went there and back, but I couldn't. There's people that do that every day. Oh yeah, because people like live and work in on the island and they travel to like, yeah. Vancouver and stuff. I was and, like, yeah. I'm like, man, like it's cool to see because you can do whale watching on it as well. Yeah. Like I'll I saw be traveling one. out there soon because I have family in Nanaimo now. They moved out there from uh, yeah, like Nanaimo. Like, that's so. that's where the port goes to is Nanaimo. Shout out to Nanaimo bars. Mm-hmm. I know they have their own baked goods. Yeah, they got their own baked good. But yeah, it's kind of like it's cool to see that from the get go. Like when you like pull up to the port because the highway, like it's the Trans Canada, goes right to it. Yeah. All right, I gave it. I was pretty high on taste for this one. I gave it nine. You gave it, I believe, a seven, right? Yeah, I gave it a seven. It's still drinkable, but it's yeah. just not my kind of style. What about for a recommendation? What are you going to give it? For recommendation, though, I'm giving it an eight because this is oh. still easy drinking. Like, I think other people would, this is a safe bet for people to try. They'd be like, oh, this tastes a little malty, but like it's a sweeter malt. So I think that kind of masks the flavoring of it. That's that's a good point. And I actually gave it a 6.5 originally, but I'm going to bump it up to a seven. Like, I think you kind of convinced me. I think this one, I feel like this one might be a little bit less sippable and smoother than the last beer so i think some audiences would be like a little bit more polarized because it's so sweet but i do feel like overall it's if it's profile wise closer to like a standard domestic beer and i think that would be more popular but i gave it a seven i think it convinced me to bump it up a little bit i am going to give this one a modifier i'm giving it the modifier because i think Mm, um that's fair unique very tasty i like kind of the history of the beer and information of how like the name came about and like you know, it's standing and overall, you know, for the rest of the beers they talk about, like, I think that's so cool. And I think like overall, you know, if, if I had done this one first, maybe my perspective on it would be different. You would have loved this right off yeah, the pop, John. I, I think though, I would have been like way more positive. I would have gave it like full 10. So like, I think because I'm having it last and my score is a little bit suppressed. So I'm giving it that little bump. Up I think tomorrow it. you should have this just by itself, John, just to see how you feel about it. Oh yeah. Cause I can get these just by myself. So like, I can definitely yeah. try these out. How about for yourself, uh, Tom? What are you going to give this one? Are you giving it the modifier? No, I'm not giving it the modifier, sadly. No mods. This has been a, no mods. This has been a really good episode. I think Phyllis makes really great beer, and I think people yeah. should really try them. Like, this isn't just like a gimmick. Like, the can I can see how people perceive the cans. Like, oh, like they just have really wild cans. It's not really great beer, but this is actually is like great beverages. Like, this is. This is a safe bet, like for their fucking brewing process and malting company. Yeah, and I think like sometimes like uh, major like beer producers, like independent ones, but like kind of popular ones, sometimes get like 
people a little bit dismissive because like you know other more specialized ones people favor those more but i think that like phillips i haven't had too much experience with them i had a little bit of experience when we went out when i went out rest west recently because uh there's an opportunity to drink some of their beers um overall really impressed like i think victoria in general is like a great beer location like i think they do a great job with the craft beer scene and i really enjoy these beers like uh these are really solid ales and i think like what's great about them is like they're not like doing anything totally crazy with like ingredients and like different flavors. Like a lot of craft breweries really go to have like, we're going to make like a pale ale or an IPA or something that's like, has like a really unique flavor, or like a really unique ingredient that like makes it stand mm-hmm. out and kind of, and, th- and that makes sense, you know, from a business perspective, but I think overall, mm-hmm. these are like really good standard drinks. And I feel like if you're a craft brewer out there and you were like drinking these in, co- in contrast with other ones you're creating and other ones out there, like you would kind of agree, you would say these are good, straightforward, solid drinks and I, in particular the blue buck like a really solid ale really delicious and i would love to go um next time i'm, I'm on the island first time i'm on the island because i i do uh, have to oh, visit man. some family there uh hopefully gonna stop in victoria and hopefully get a chance to check out phillips because definitely check really out drinks. as much go west from the island john like start there and work your way west you're gonna love it it's when i first went there i literally thought i was in a different country oh yeah it's just like it's just such a great place to be, and I'm happy that like breweries are there. Like yeah. it's uh, like it just goes hand in hand. Cool, and it's, we have mm-hmm. here at the uh, junior analytics department where the interns, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the interns are in today. The the scores are in. We have a winner. So for today's episode, starting off with the electric unicorn white IPA. <laughs> that's like a horse noise <laughs> <It's> a <neigh>. <laughs> uh, that was an attempt at an a uh john myself i gave it a 7.67 tom gave it an 8.16 which gives it a 7.9 oh that's fair that's fair <laughs> for the next beer a glitter bomb i gave it a 7.67 tom gave it an 8.16 which gives it a 7.9 the exact same score as the last wow beer. that's crazy and we didn't like we we were a little bit different on like taste and recommendation, but yeah, same score overall. Pretty funny. I think those um, are on the same plane, though. I think so, and I we were definitely a lot more positive on the next two beers. Tiger Shark Pale Ale. Uh-huh. I gave it a nine point oh. Tom gave it an eight point six seven, which gives us an eight point eight three. I agree next, with that. That's yeah. It's, it was an awesome beer, and the last one, Blue Buck Ale. I gave it an eight point eight. Tom gave it a 7.5, which gives that one an 8.15, oh, which means Tiger Shark Tiger is the Shark winner is this the winner. week. Blue Buck, just a little bit below, and Electric Unicorn and Glitter Bomb both tied for third. Overall, I, I don't really disagree. I think like I think I might have liked Tiger Shark just as much as pay, as as a blue buck, or maybe like a little bit above. It really depends. I feel like if I had maybe like separately, if I try try to drink those two by themselves, maybe I'd have more of an answer. But overall, like I think those two were my favorite. I did really enjoy the Electric Unicorn, and I did enjoy the Glitter Bomb. But I was very fond of the Tiger Shark and Blue Buck. Really enjoyed those ones. Absolutely, like this has been a great episode, and it's a great brewery. That's what's great about it. We don't just like kind of side with them or anything like that. Like, these are good because they actually are good. Yeah. And uh, overall, like I think like as Alex would say, if he was on the score, you know, the system works like, overall. The system works. We were both more positive works. on the Tiger Shark. Um, did enjoy the Blue Buck. But overall, I think like very, very, very ale heavy episode, very pale ale heavy episode. 
I think the Tiger Shark mm-hmm. was just very smooth, very tasty. I really enjoyed all these like all these beers. Like the lowest score is a seven point nine. That's like a pretty good endorsement of this brewery. So if you're in, if you're heading out west, if you're heading to the island, you know you're maybe you're in Vancouver and you're ferrying over, or you're directly in Victoria. Check out Phillips Phillips Brewing Company. Sorry, Phillips Brewing and Malting Company. Um, mm-hmm. Check out their uh, outpost there in the in the. Um, it, which which areas in victoria again the, the design district i don't know much about my victoria geography but they're kind of like west of the city kind of like downtown core so check them out mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I hope to try some more beers because I, I know right here in ontario we're kind of limited like we only have access to like a few of their beers so hopefully but even like the ones that we had today like i highly recommend anyone in ontario to try these you'd be yeah because these are all, all the ones we're having today you can literally buy them depends on your beer store but you can buy them all in Ontario in singles, which is pretty cool. Like you don't have to buy a whole Octopack. You could just buy singles of Blue Bucks, singles of like You're not going to have a bad time if you buy no. the Octopack. Yeah, very good. I, I'm really enjoying it. And if you like your ales particularly, particularly like your IPAs and kind of hobby ales, you really you'll really enjoy this because this was uh, quite good. Um, all right, I think I think we're we're good. Um, anything you want to plug, Tom? Yeah. You, I know you got some plans. I got to yeah. go to the bathroom after this because we drank a lot of Me beer. Too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Anything too. you want to mention or plug uh, before no, we wrap pretty up? Much. Oh, listen to the Sea Truck Movie Podcast oh, as well. You. you can listen yeah. to John on that. Listen to Quinn and Curtis talk about movies that they really enjoy watching. I saw fucking Quinn's lineup that he's starting to watch, and I know there's a couple good movies that are going to be coming out soon. We got some good ones we're talking about. Tomorrow, we're recording our next episode, which is The Big Lebowski. Curtis and his Available friend. Now. And and his co- uh, we're having a special guest uh, who's coming on the program. They're both in uh, I think Toulouse, which I believe is in uh, is that in Germany or France? I can't remember where specifically. I, th- I want to well, say Loire in- is the border of France and Germany. Okay, yeah, Toulouse is in is in France, so it's in kind of the south of France, not right against the coast of the Mediterranean, but like close to there. But yeah, they're oh, they're, they're, they're there right now area. for for whatever they're doing. They're going to be on a program. We're going to talk Big Lebowski. We got some more episodes coming up. I'm going to be talking about next my second canon choice of my favorite movies of all time. I'm talking The Commitments, uh, one of my favorite Ooh, movies, a classic musical, a classic Irish pride movie. I fucking love that movie. And we're going to talk about that in this future episode. And we've also, of course, are continuing our John Carpenter series. We had an episode that yeah, just dropped. The Watch series. On Someone's Watching Me, which was a really underrated made-for-TV movie. The next one we're going to be doing is the made-for-TV movie on Elvis. So I've been listening to a lot of Elvis recently, just not kind of coincidentally, just because the podcast is coming up. But I just Early Elvis, Elvis or like late Elvis? Both. I like I like okay. late Elvis more. Like I'm a big late Elvis Really? Guy, oh, yeah. Burning Love. Like give me a late Elvis any day of the week. But like I love all my oh. Elvis. So I've been listening Jailhouse to Rock Elvis. Oh, That's man. Still my yeah. favorite oh fuck yeah anyways uh we're getting off topic but yeah check out seat strict podcast uh yeah anyways anything else to mention before we wrap up no as we always like to say at domestic appliance only don't drink and drive to all our Henry machinery always know your limit and you can always listen to this podcast every thursday on all platforms check us out on instagram and on yeah. tiktok i want to try and add more shit on the tiktok to be honest uh, yeah, that's domestic exactly. appliance only and you can see us on Twitter even. But yeah, DM us if you want any suggestions or if you want any, any feedback. Review the fucking podcast, as I used to like to say. And you can always stay classy now. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Have a good week and enjoy. Stay Bye-bye. classy. Goodbye, Bye-bye. everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy Mae. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. 
Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on her website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines, and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pines Only. And of course, our email is Domestic Pines Only at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding out, cause so, so.